Hi, I'm Arlen Walker, and I'm live from Pelham's Wasteland. And today, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, a sort of failed experiment. Um, some of you may know that I have been running a play-by-post campaign that I think I talked about a little bit on the podcast. Um, anyway, that is, I'm not going to be running it any longer. It's it's done. Um and so I wanted to do an episode to talk about that, partly because um, Jason, <coughs> excuse me, Jason of the Nerds RPG Variety Cast is one of my regular listeners, and he was a player, and I felt like it feel like it would be good to to you know let him know at least on some level what my perspective is, and partly because you know it might be useful for you guys. So yeah, let's let's get into it. So I think the big takeaway from my um, play-by-post campaign. Well, let me let me start by talking a little bit about the idea. The idea was um, basically to play Mutants and Masterminds Third Edition um, as a play-by-post game with superheroes and all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, that was sort of the core idea. I got two people from Reddit's our LFG looking for group uh, page. And I got two regulars from the Dungeon Musings uh, Discord server and ended up, so I had four players. And um, yeah, that was good. Um, Mutants and Masterminds is a system that I have liked for quite a while. I, I, don't know if it's quite the right system or I don't know, maybe somebody more adept at um, play by post than me would do a better job of it with play by post. But I felt like as we played that it wasn't quite the best system for what I wanted to do in that campaign or that it didn't work quite as well for what I was thinking about going for all of that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, that's not a knock on the game. The game, I, I quite like mutants and masterminds third edition. Um, it's, I've run it a couple of times and it's been fun. This one just, it didn't work quite as well. Didn't work quite the way I expected it to, but, um, what we did basically was we made characters and, um, then got into an adventure and that was kind of i think for me at least the the problem started to show up fairly early so one of the big things is one of the big takeaways for me is that i need to be clear with my expectations um to the players about a lot of things. Part of it is just on a basic level, there were some kind of hurt feelings when the game ended. And I, not to minimize those, the player's feelings, but what I normally do is experimental stuff with RPGs. I'm not, I'm not really running. Rarely do I run games that I know that I love and I know everything's going to go perfectly and I'm not trying anything new. I'm really often, 
trying to do something new, try out something special. And that means that things don't work out, right? That's just the nature of experiments is that lots of experiments fail. Um, and I don't think I was clear enough about that to the players that look, if, if this experiment goes under one of the things that my buddy, Kevin, um, uh, the dungeon muser has talked about is that with his groups, he wants to be clear that, you know, if we, we stop playing this, we can play something else, right? This doesn't have to be the end. And I think that's a really good philosophy for, experimenting with games because it gives a good sense of like, it's okay if the experiment falls through, we'll figure out something else, right? We'll, we'll figure out how to play something else. Um, and that's a good, that's a, a really good way to approach things, I think. And that I didn't make clear. And um, as a result, there were some kind of hurt feelings when, the experiment didn't work. Um, there's some other stuff about expectations that I should have made more clear. One of the things that I did that was kind of silly is that I said, okay, well, maybe we'll play through your characters becoming a team, and that was not a good idea. What I should have said from the beginning is, okay, you guys are part of a superhero team, maybe even part of a superhero team enforcement organization or something like that and just said we're going to start here and we'll flash back to a earlier time before you guys were part of the superhero team if we feel like we need to cover that but we're going to start with more structure to everything and that that sort of became more of a problem especially because one of the players had a kind of more of a loner personality type character. And he um, basically there was, there was one sequence in particular where he basically um, I had every character got um, psychically contacted by this um, quest giver, basically who, uh, and they were supposed to show up at his house and, and, he was kind of a Doctor Strange, like old Doctor Strange sort of figure um, or Doctor Strange's mentor or something. Who knows? Anyway, um, who was going to give them a quest and three of the heroes showed up at the front door and one of them decided he was going to teleport up to a uh, like a building overlooking the front door and just kind of wait and see what happens. And... That's not a huge problem, obviously, but what I should have, I should have stopped right there and said, okay, how are you actually listening into the conversation? How are you going to figure out what's going on? And basically pushed him to uh, engage the way that all the other players were engaging and say, like, okay, I get that your character is a bit of a loner, but you need to, to, engage with this in the same way so that you can, so that we can do the, the group hero thing. Right. And that's part of why I could have just circumvented it by starting off all of the 
player heroes as members of a team already working together, already perhaps even used to each other and just gotten by that. Um, I thought it would be interesting to play through. And I think it would be interesting to play through a team coming together, the kind of origin story thing. But I think if I do certainly a play by post and probably any type of superhero game in the future, I'm just going to start with, you guys are already a team and have some history together and we can role play that stuff out and figure out what that is and all that sort of stuff. But we're going to kind of start, have our starting point be a, a group, a community so that the group can actually, you know, play together. Cause that was one of the first hurdles that I had was, okay, how do I actually get these guys together? Cause I can't, I don't want to just like, you know, oh, Godzilla shows up and you decide you need to fight together because that seems uh, arbitrary to me in a way. Um, In a way that having this kind of psychic quest giver say like, you know, oh, I've I've searched through the, the spirit realms and I've found you four and I'm going to, you know, have you guys do this job for me, basically that felt, I don't know, kind of better anyway. Um, so there were some issues and then there were some, some, there's some personal stuff. So I have never run a play by post game before. And one of the things that I found very quickly was that it felt like a lot of pressure um, in particular, it felt like the kind of need to be on, to be DMing pressure, but like all the time, right? That, you know, there was a sort of expectation that I would be just available. And part of that was I, again, expectations. What I should have said was like, you know, look, I'll be on for like a certain amount of time every day. Um, but I'm not necessarily going to get back to you within 10 minutes. Um, if you post a question or something, I'll get to it when I can and should have been more clear and should have held myself to those limitations so that once the game actually started going, it was clear that I was, you know, operating on that schedule instead of being or supposed to be always available. And I feel like that was one of the things that I did wrong is especially during character creation, I was really excited and wanted everybody to get their answers quickly and all that sort of stuff and kind of acted like I was always available. And then especially as things started to slow down, that was one of the complaints is that I wasn't there, wasn't running things, wasn't available the way that I should have been. Um, The other, the big thing for me, um, and this is kind of, again, about expectations, is that twice in the play-by-post campaign, I kind of tried to hand over the reins to the players on some level. That I basically said, okay, you can, you know, sit and discuss what you want to do, um... And what I got both times was a little bit of discussion and then it very quickly petered out. 
Um, and that really, again, I think is on part of it is the expectations of the players. And part of it is my ability to communicate my expectations to those players, because what I like in games is that kind of communal storytelling element. That's a big part of it for me that, that the players have, a chance to kind of make their mark upon the story or upon not even necessarily the story, but kind of make their mark thematically is one of the big things that I like. Um, and I liked those sequences while the discussion was going, the discussion I thought was great that it was um, really, you know, getting to the heart of these characters and how they thought and how they felt and all that sort of stuff. And so it's it's really too bad that the discussions didn't didn't ever what I should have said was all right until you guys decide as a group what you want to do I'm not going to be involved it's your turn to decide and if that means that one of the players has to step up and kind of be the de facto leader for the group that's okay but that I'm not going to get involved until you make a decision about this stuff. So discuss it as much as you want, but figure out what it is that you want and then then come back to me once you figured that out. And I'm going to be watching the the chat the whole time, so I'll be aware of stuff, but I'm not going to get involved. I should have been much more clear that, you know, this is what I want from you guys. Um, and I didn't do that. And I think that was that was really directly related to the game falling apart because the, the players ended up feeling like it was running out of steam and that it wasn't working. And I feel like there was a, a sort of um, both sides feeling like the blame was on the other f- side because... I didn't make it clear what I wanted, and that's on me. And that, but at the same time, when I, especially first when I felt like I was getting blamed by the players for the things falling apart, what I wanted to say was, guys, the the things fell apart whenever I turned the reins over to you. This is this is on you guys for not figuring out how to have a discussion and come to a conclusion and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know. And that's not really fair without the expectations being put forward. That's just sort of how I felt at the time. Um, but yeah, the other, so the other big issue that we ran into is that combat in mutants and masterminds, I think would work much better or works much better at the table where everybody is involved the whole time than it did in the play by post, partly because it is um, fairly mechanically heavy Without a whole lot of necessarily, um, and it takes a while, takes a lot of roles, especially for tough combatants, takes a long time for them to go down, which 
for a big superhero slugfest, you can see why that would be cool, but it, it, it just takes a long time and it takes a lot of rolling and a lot of back and forth and just never really had the kind of urgency that I hoped for the, the sense there wasn't really the sense that the players were in serious danger except one time really. And that was only because that player uh, did a kind of odd basically lowered his active defenses to make an attack. And so the, the T-Rex that was fighting them was able to actually hit him. And of course did a whole bunch of damage because it was a T-Rex. Um, so I don't know that. And that kind of had a ripple effect too, because combat is a lot of what that game is built for. Right. Um, it's just a, it's not, it's not just a combat simulator, but it's built around the idea of these, you know, big superhero slugfests that you're going to have these things, this, um, you know, big punch them up back and forth superhero fights. Um, and by comparison, what I should have done, and this is a, a big, there's a lot of should have done's to to get the campaign in a workable state. In addition to um, conveying my expectations both before the game and during the game a lot better, uh, what I should have done after our first combat was said, guys, I don't think this worked the way it was intended. I don't think that this really showed off the system to the best of its to it, I don't think this played to the system's strengths. Why don't we try Icons? Because Icons is another superhero game designed by, um, or the lead designer is the same guy, Steve Kenson. But it's much more narrative heavy. Combat flows a lot faster. It's really, um, I think, would be a much better fit for a play-by-post game. Um, and icons icons is a really good game by itself too. So, and I didn't do that partly because I was worried about the players not wanting to continue, which is kind of a silly worry when the alternative is not playing at all. So I don't know is kind of a, a complicated thing. And I have a number of ideas for what I would do differently next time to start the heroes as part of a team, start them with an organization that can give them missions or give them orders or let them know when something is going wrong. Basically at least a red phone on the desk that the commissioner or the mayor can get a hold of them right away. That sort of thing. Um, play icons instead of mutants and masterminds because icons is a much faster playing game. It's um, faster playing more narrative focused. There's a lot of cool narrative stuff and there are a bunch of pre-written adventures for it, which helps out a lot because that was another thing is I found myself with the prospect of trying to write, not wanting to write, a just kind of villain of the week thing, 
not wanting to build my own villains because building villains is a lot of work. Building characters that are high level is a lot of work in Mutants and Masterminds. And so I didn't necessarily want to build out every character and stuff. But at the same time, wanting to have variety and a lot of that sort of stuff. And and just um, I think that was a big thing for me is that the the pressure of running it feeling like I had to be always on as the DM and that um, I needed to come up with something for the the players to do. What I should have done at a couple of points is probably said, okay, we're going to take a couple of days so that I can plan out something for you guys. And right now we're just going to have you guys do, you know, you can post kind of side adventures if you want to, but right now I am kind of, out of out of commission because I am working on writing up a story for you guys. That would have been a good thing to do too. Um, and that I might not even need to do that with something like icons because I could run pre-written adventures in the time and use that time running something pre-written in order to write my own stuff and to, to build my own, uh, story and all of that sort of stuff. So I don't know it. There were a number of problems with the play by post game. And especially towards the end, I kind of knew that it was, it was going to be over. It seems like despite the fact, especially kind of after the second discussion petered out and I was sort of like, Ugh. I was, I felt like that discussion was good until it just ended. And then there wasn't, anything i didn't i didn't want and part of that is me i didn't want to just step in and say okay i'm here to make things better just because i wanted the the players to to figure out how to be a team together and that um did not work out in a big part, I think, because I didn't convey that to the players. Um, so, I don't know. I'm a little annoyed about the way things went down at the end, especially getting blamed for it, falling apart, and kind of feeling like, well, it's a two-way street. You guys need to... to hold up your end of the creative bargain, right? I don't know that that was just, and that ultimately I think is part of why I wanted to do this episode is because I wanted to talk about um, my expectations and my stuff and what I want to do um, in terms of, uh, in terms of future games and what what worked and what didn't and that's the big thing is what what didn't work what what caused the experiment to fail analyze the experiment and figure out what caused it to fail so that the next experiment can be better um so yeah i think that's a pretty good 
I will probably come back and say a little more. I'll probably end up saying more about the play-by-post campaign over the course of the next couple episodes, but I think that's a pretty good analysis overall of what went wrong, that there's mm, lack of, of communication of expectations, uh, especially around both the kind of experimental nature of the game and the um, expectations for the players, um, the pressure of being always on as a DM, the fact that the system is really built for superhero combat, and I didn't feel like superhero combat worked that well in play-by-post, um, and ultimately not... Uh, not being prepared. I think if I had really wanted to keep the play-by-post game alive, like I said, what I should have done is after that first combat said, guys, if you want to keep playing, we're going to play icons instead of this, because that would have helped, helped with a lot of the pressure because of character creation or villain creation in icons is so easy. You can use the random table to do it or the random tables to do it. Um, and pre-written adventures and all of that sort of stuff. And I don't know. It, I guess I uh, wanted to put this out there to sort of talk about what worked and what didn't. And so this is um, this has been a section on what didn't work. Maybe I'll try a section on what did work next. I don't know. We'll see. There might be more to this. There might be just the outro. I'm going to think about it. So I decided I'm not going to do a what worked about the play-by-post game just because I felt like I talked enough about kind of what didn't work to make it seem... Basically, a whole lot of stuff didn't work, and that's what I'm more interested in in terms of the future. Um, I am, however, also interested in running successful games and... uh, So I thought I'd talk a little bit about the stuff that I am running or planning to run. So right now what I've got is I'm running Dragon Heresy on Tuesdays. Dragon Heresy is a lot of fun. Um, It's been real cool. It's uh, I've got a big group of players, I think five, which is neat. Um, And it's, you know, it's a, a quality game. Dragon Heresy is a lot of fun. I have sort of put the feelers out and I need to do more organizing for a Dragon Heresy game. I sort of talked with some of the guys about doing a Dragon Heresy one shot on um, Saturday the 22nd. Saturday the 22nd. Yes, that's a Saturday. Um, And basically from doing the same kind of story, the same running through the same adventure, it's I'm running it more as a sandbox on Tuesdays and I'd run it more as a linear adventure on that Saturday to try to get through the whole thing in four hours. I'm, I'm not entirely sure about that. I don't know. I, um, I'm just feeling a little, a little bit tired, a little bit burned out. That might be too soon for me to do uh, another kind of big special event adventure type thing. 
Um, but we'll see. The other thing that I'm thinking about is Pendragon and Paladin, because I feel like it was a, a success to do Beowulf Pendragon. It was a lot of fun. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun and, and I got good responses from everybody. And so I'd like to do more of that. Um, one idea in terms of more that I had. So I had a couple of ideas. Um, there are a couple of books for fourth edition that have pre-written adventures in them and seems like I could do I could do the perilous woods or I could do um, blood and lust or I could do savage mountain and basically uh, any of those would probably work in terms of uh, a series of adventures I also thought a fair bit about paladin just because I like paladin and um there's an adventure in Paladin, I think, called the Steel Tongues, and um, it is a sort of neat uh, sandbox multi-year adventure, um, and I think that would be a lot of fun. And then that um, didn't get entirely shot down, but one of the the potential players sort of expressed concern about playing something so close to Verdin. Um, and the, the massacre at Verdant and all of that sort of stuff. And I don't know. We'll see about that. I don't know if that is going to be a deal breaker to my players, most of whom are American and Canadian. And therefore I don't think they would be as concerned about Verdant, but we'll see. I need to, I think what I need to do is put out an email and say, Hey guys, if you had to pick one of these, if you're still interested, pick one of these and kind of think about kind of what you would like to play in the future. Um, so yeah, that is what I have been thinking about, what I am working on. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see what I end up doing, uh, Dragon Heresy on the 22nd is, like I said, kind of a maybe, but we'll see. Um, doing Dragon Heresy on Tuesdays is definitely, I'm doing that and I'm having a lot of fun with it and um, I'm going to play more of that and hopefully everything continues to go well in that game um king arthur pendragon and paladin in the future i have some other i have some new rule books including hollow earth expedition which i got from amazon recently and i had the pds for a long time but um so hollow earth expedition and romance of the perilous land both as kind of potential things to run are sort of in my thoughts on some level. Um, yeah. And then there's always, I'm, I'm kind of always thinking about like what would be a fun, maybe like a, a, a one shot on a Thursday or something like that to do um, some, some special 
something a little different. And uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of what I'm thinking about, where I'm at right now in terms of games and plans and all of that sort of stuff. So yeah, that's sort of the positive, um, the positive section of this podcast episode. All right, that's it. That's the whole episode. That's the whole thing. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, hope you enjoyed. If you want to get in contact with me, I am at cows from Powis on Twitter and obviously live from Pelham's Wasteland on Anchor. Um, I've been Arlen Walker. I've been live from Pelham's Wasteland and I will see you next time. Take care, everybody.